We are live! Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. Uh, my name is Biggie Ian McNaughton here. Uh, guest today, SYP creator Scott. Scott, how are you? Hey, doing well. We got the split screen going. I think it's going to be a fun pod. We got, you, got some beers going. I got, yeah, I got my Carlsberg going, a Danish Pilsner, and Stellar Artois, a, a classy touch. Um, fuck, what was, wasn't Carlsberg? I think it was Heineken was like the big, the big beer in Japan for the Rugby World Cup, but this is all the same. <laughs> There's also Sapporo, isn't that? That's a really Sapporo good is really good, but like, yeah. but was it Heineken? And Carlsberg, they do all, like, the international sponsorships, right? Like, they do, like, uh, they do Champions League and Europa League and all that stuff. They sponsor all that. It's just kind of like Budweiser, too, right? Yeah, but it's more uh, European-ish beer, so. And it's better. Sophisticated is the proper word. Sure. Uh, I want to get this out of the way. Uh, I'm wearing Speak Your Peace merch. Uh, I think we're getting a few more shirts coming in this week, hopefully, uh, from Source. You are wearing the Blue Jays jersey as they got eliminated by the Rays this week. You know, again, it's um, am I surprised? Not really. The Rays are that good this year. And Toronto's just a young team. Like, it's good experience and good they got those games. But, I mean, they'll be, we'll see a lot of them in the next few years. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with those guys for sure. Uh, to steal a, a Keith Renata uh, segment for a pod, he wants to do the boom of the week or just who's booming. And pretty much Tampa sports because you have the Lightning, you have the Rays, uh, you have the Bucks. Um, Things are looking up in uh, Western Florida, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, congrats to uh, the Rays, I guess, for beating the Blue Jays, which, I mean, the Rays should have beat the Blue Jays. Uh, congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning, Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. And let me just shout out to the NHL. Zero COVID cases and a successful NHL playoff. Like, fuck yeah. Shout out to the NHL. Good job, Gary Bettman. All the shit he gets for what he's done. He did this one right, so. Um, Can I make a hot take with the NHL bubble? You've, I'm I'm waiting to hear it. Yeah, you can talk about all. Because I think they should go back to the bubble next year. I don't even. Like all season. All season. I think you go to the bubble all year next year. I think, because here's the thing. Elliot Freeman, I don't know if he said earlier this week or late last week, but he basically said the cost of the NHL bubble was about 70 to 75 million US. Sure. That's for, it's been about two months we've done the bubble pretty much in Edmonton and Toronto. So it's in Canada, which is cheaper for the NHL and the American League. Pretty much if you do a bubble, I can't. I I was doing the math on this, but pretty much like seventy five million divided by um, thirty teams. It's it, it's what is it? It's a little over two million. Yeah, just over two. It's over two yeah. million, and that's and that's for two months. That's for two months. Yeah. If you triple that and you do six months, like you do a full season, uh, sure. playoffs, whatever, that total cost then becomes what is it? Two hundred ten million approximately. Yeah, give or take, yeah. And then you divide that by about 30 teams, so then each team is on the hook for about... S- S- 7 million. On the Se- if you said 210 million, yeah, yeah. 7 mil. So, give- that's that's pretty reasonable, would it not be? Like, I know that, like, eventually you could start, you know, having fans, if you have bubbles and say, uh, like, you put divisional bubbles, I would say, in, like, Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, maybe have a bubble in Montreal, 
even though the cases are rising in Ontario and Quebec, so maybe don't have fans there. But financially, I think the move is to have the bubble next year, even if the NHL is just like, no, the bubble's too exp-. like. Again, kudos to the NHL for doing all this, but yeah. their argument that the bubble is too expensive is kind of ridiculous. You know, financially, yeah, Ian, you're 100 right, and that's the thing with the bubble is that it was highly successful and cost efficiency. It's worth it. But here's the here's the biggest problem: it's the players. Do you think players want to stay in a hotel room cooped up for six months? No, Fuck, but, no, no, I but, wouldn't. No, but it would if okay. If it's if this, this whole like this whole is just a hypothetical, right? Sure. The, yeah. the seven million dollars for a whole year of just staying <laughs> in one location, whatever. But if you add the cost of bringing you know families and kids into the bubble. Um, I would think some yeah. places would be able to accommodate it. Even Edmonton, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, I think they could all accommodate uh, players and their fam coaches too. Coaches didn't have any families come in to the bubble. Right. I feel like teams could have like, let's say the to- like it's total cost if you include families and whatever else like children, uh, having the educational resources that the NBA has had in their bubble compared to the NHL. Right. I feel like that's like what ten, like ten to fifteen million. And if you're a hockey team who can't afford that, if you're a hockey team who can't put ten to fifteen million ahead for a bubble next year, you should just fold. Yeah. Again, there's a lot to go through, and who knows? Maybe in the span of, well, there's going to be at least. Let's just say there's going to be at least two months off. Months off. Sorry. We have October. We get the draft. Got free agency. Another month and a half, two months off. Maybe December we'll start considering even having a season. And at that, at that point, it might, might be a, a vaccination. You just don't know, right? Uh, and there's also a possibility of, yeah, the bubble is great. And if you can have family in, great, so be it. But how do you, I just think, how do you organize that properly for a full 31-team NHL regular season? I just don't see that happening. I think well. what, I think what you do is you split it up like divisional bubbles. Like the Pacific, you can go to Vancouver. I think the Central, you can go to Cal or Calgary-Edmonton, probably Edmonton because Edmonton's done the bubble. Um, you have the, the Metro in Montreal and the Atlantic in Toronto or something like that. Right. Like I think there's a way to do this. Like, there's a way if you actually think about it and you sit down and you figure it and you plot it out, you can make make it feasible and make it work. Um, right. And I think I think the season's going to start Jan 1. Like, yeah, I, would, I, I honestly believe that. I think it'd be really cool if they started with a winter classic. That, that yeah. Like, I feel like that's the direction they're going to go in. Um, yeah. And actually, what I would love to see, this is probably another hot take, but I would love to see like 30 teams make the playoffs and then kind of like you see with bait no no hold on hold on so with baseball they're doing like the best of three whatever thing for the wild card series i, yeah. I think they're going to adapt this format uh for uh foreseeable future but with hockey you have 30 teams like this year let's say all 30 teams make the playoffs right the one team that doesn't is detroit because they were fucking awful this year and they had no business being in the playoffs but you have like I think that's where you, you, you play a 68-game season or whatever it is where one team plays each other twice, like a, a home-and-away type thing. Sure. Or I'd have to I'd have to actually do the math with the uh, if you did the uh, divisional bubbles. Yeah, it'd be yep. a 62-game season, home-and-away, yeah. You'd have, you'd, have to, you'd have to figure it out with all the teams and bubbles or whatever. But pretty much you had, 
you'd have Boston, who was the number one seed this year, who would play yeah. Ottawa, the number 30 seed, and they would play a best of three, and you get extra playoff revenue. Or a best of, make it a best of five, too. Like, I, no, this is a great chance for sports to reinvent itself and make itself more interesting. Because hockey playoffs are only interesting for, like, the first round. Usually, right. usually. That depends who you are. Were you, I mean, for were, you, you watch, we, were you watching the Stanley Cup Finals? Yes. Were you actually? Yeah. You actually were? Okay, yeah. that, that makes yeah. one of us here. Yeah, the boys the boys and I got fired up up here in Kelowna. It was uh, it was a good time. Some of the game, the games were awesome. The games were really good. Some of the overtime games were nuts. Um, were, were you rooting for Kelowna Rockets legend Jamie Benn this entire series? Well, of course. Come on. The, yeah, again, sh- again, shout out to Tampa Bay. They deserve to they they deserve to win the series. They were far and away the better team. They're probably the best team in the playoffs, and it makes sense that they won. Um, again, Dallas just didn't have enough legs. Their whole third line was gone. Like it just didn't work out for the stars. And but shout out to the stars. They'll be they'll be back. Heiskanen, Heiskanen. I mean, I've talked about him way too much. He's insane. Klingberg's really good. Like Ben and Sagan are still youngish, young enough to go at it again. Once Bishop's back, who knows? If Hudobin's their backup again, they have a solid one-two right there. It's look out for Dallas next year. So, so the the Tampa Bay. I, I think I've said this before. They played a Boston-style game where they could beat you with finesse, but also physicality, like the Maroon, uh, Goodrow, um, Blake Coleman Bogosian. line, and Bogosian too. Yeah, like those guys were really physical and, and made you uh, pay. Um, I guess I have my third hot take coming into this podcast in regards to the Dallas Stars. Okay. Again, I haven't figured out the math for this, but I feel like if you're the Dallas Stars, sure. what you do is you build your team around your defense, around your Essa Lindell, Klinbergs, your boy Heiskanen, Ben Bishop and Ned or Ottinger or whoever, Ben Kadobin back. Who, okay, sure. I think you trade Ben and Sagan. If you for think, who? I don't know. That's just it. I haven't figured out the math for this. But I was I was walking my dog yesterday. <laughs> and as I do when I walk my dog and I'm all by myself, and I just get into, like, hockey poten- potential fantasy hockey trades. Doesn't Jamie Ben just seem like a Calgary Flame? Like, like doesn't, doesn't Jamie Ben just seem like somebody who, like, would be a good fit on the Flames. I was thinking to myself this yesterday. Like, you and I both know Flames fans who, I don't want to say they've been outrageous, but they have said, tear, tear it down. Like, let's, like, burn it all down. And let's they should. It. I think they should burn down at least half of it. But I think, I, I, I think Goudreau's gone. Goudreau? I think, yeah. Goudreau for Ben, how about that? Straight up. Would, would you do that trade if you're Calgary? Well, yeah, if I was Calgary, fuck yeah. Would you? No, if I was Dallas, no. I Ben's, feel like if I think you're, I think, I feel Ben's like if a you're, win. No, but yeah. I feel like if you were Dallas, you would do that trade easily. No. Ben was not Ben's that. A mo- Ben's a way more valuable player than Goudreau. He wasn't good in the is, playoffs. Ben is was. he? he wasn't, ben so. was not that good in the regular season. I want to pull up the stats on him. Ben I'd, rather have ben, I'd rather have Ben than Goudreau. And I like team. Ben because he's a Victoria boy. He's from Saanich. He, he, he played for the Grizzlies. He played for the Kelowna Rockets. I, I like Jamie Ben too. Don't get me wrong, but 
But he had 39 points in a regular season this year. Okay. Was he injured? How many games did he play? 69. Okay, he played a full season. Wow. Um, he, he had again. He had, he had nine. He had nine. I will give you this. He had 19 points in 27 games in the postseason. 32 penalty minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. But again, how many of those were fights? Probably two or three. Possibly. I don't. Yeah. I I just was thinking the other day, like yesterday. Jamie Ben just seems like the perfect Gallo, or the perfect Calgary Flame. He just seems like somebody who on the line with Kachuk. And you get him going with, say, Monahan. Like, I think that would be... It just feels like a Calgary move. Or am I, like, just absolutely insane? I don't know. I think you're kind of insane. That's like saying... I don't know. Fuck. That's like me saying... Or Austin Matthews is an Arizona Coyote. Like... that. Talk about a franchise that has just fucking tumbled these last fucking months. The Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes? Yeah, they're, they're going to lose Taylor Hall pretty quickly here, too. Lose Hall. They don't have, I think, a first or second round draft pick this year. Um, who they who they give up for that? For Hall? Who they get for, no. Oh, yeah, right. For Hall. Yeah, right. Well, no, because, well, I think they traded the first round pick to Arizona. And then because of some illegal training they were doing for juniors, they lost, I think, their second round picks in the next two drafts. Oh, like uh, a penalty. Yeah. Right, okay, right. Yeah. Um, so Jamie Ben, he has yes. he has five more years at nine and a half million dollars. And, and, and this and day and age, that's respectable. It, that's a lot of money for Jamie Ben. Okay. For, for forty for forty points, and he's also got a no movement clause. Tyler, yeah, that's normal for a captain. Thirty one years old. Okay. Um, Tyler Sagan, I was thinking about Sagan because I think Sagan's a little bit easier to move, maybe. Um, he's 28. I, I had a real fucking, oh. I know, I had a real, like, holy shit, am I old because Tyler Sagan's 28. <laughs> um, Sagan's got 9.85 for the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven years. He's in Dallas long term. I don't think he leaves. I think he loves it in Dallas. I think he gets along with ownership well. I don't think he's gone. I just feel like bo- both of those contracts are just extremely hard to move. And but I just felt like Ben would be like a really good Calgary Flame. And Sagan may Sagan also like it's a stupid contract, but Sagan just seems like he'd be a really good like second liner on Colorado. Well, yeah, anyone on anyone would be a good second liner on Colorado. Any big name. It's like saying Malkin's a first Malkin's a first line center on any. Kadri's good, but he's a third line center. I well, he's not a second line center. I was gonna say that McDavid's you know the first liner in Edmonton, but you know his buddy Drysidle is getting MVP. Even though McDavid's yeah. once in a generation. Who's to, who's to say who's the real superstar in that town? I don't. <laughs> we know who the real superstar is in that. Can I get SYP creator Gabe on here to like? Defend the Drysidel uh, heart win. No, he's downstairs. Drysidel deserved the heart. He deserved to win it. No, he did not. It, that, 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 so. No, that's Connor McDavid's award. That is Connor McDavid's award every year for the next fucking 10 to 15. However long he's in the league, that's Connor McDavid's award. Okay. Who deserved to win Ted Lindsay, though? 
Connor McDavid. He's the best fuck. Connor McDavid deserves all the like awards in this league. He is the greatest hockey player I think I've ever seen. Wow. In like, have you ever seen live in he, person? I've never seen him live in person, but he's definitely the 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 best person, the the best hockey player I think of my generation. Wow. Um. So. Fair enough. The Tampa Bay, yeah. So we'll get back to what we're saying. Tampa won six games. I have massive trades for Dallas. Um. You know, I think we so we both agreed Jan won for the NHL start. Yes. Okay. I like that. Um, I like a winter winter classic to start. I, I, I would think we're going to get the winner. That's kind of what I've been feeling, too, is that we're going to get a winter classic start, and then I don't know if we're going to play 82 games next year. I that, highly doubt it. Because Batman wants to keep NHL out of the summer, right? So just this year was extenuating circumstances, obviously. So um, I think if it ends, as long as it ends by June 30th, I, I think we're fine. Well, part of it, too, is that the like I'm assuming we're still going to get the Olympics next year. And NBC in the States has the Olympic coverage, so... That's not until July, August, though. July, August, but, I mean, if you want to play 82 games, like, I don't know, 82, like, depending on how fast you want to do this regular season. They, Batman won't do 82 games. It'll maybe be 60. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be surprised, you know. He yes, fucking, uh, he put players in a hotel isolated for two months, you know. He might force them to play 82 games. Yeah, but he kind of had to do that. That was something that was kind of of necessity to finish the season, at least, and to get a conclusion to the playoffs. And um, but yeah, either way, we'll agree January first. We have a regular season winter classic. I'm open uh, Philadelphia Pittsburgh in Citizens Bank Park or whatever it's called now in Philadelphia. Well, that's not going to be the winter classic. No, you don't think so? What no, will it be? It's Minnesota. They, they oh, it is Minnesota they, and is it? It's, it's not Winnipeg. I don't know who it is. I don't know if they actually announced an opponent. I just know they announced that the Wilds were going to be getting the Winter Classic. Uh, at, at, yeah, uh, at Target Field, home of the Minnesota Twins. There you go. Who got eliminated by the Astros. They did, yeah. How many people like that one? Probably not I, many. I, I, I don't think anybody likes the Astros. I don't know how many people are that big of fans of the Twins either. I mean, the Twins are not a, you know, big market team to begin with. Um, yeah. But, hey, Minnesota, they got, uh, you know, Minnesota Wild got Kevin Fiala. And that dude all of a sudden turned into a fucking bantam rep star in a league full of peewee players. Yeah, he was kind of a machine when he was on in the end of the regular season and then a bit in the playoffs. But... The issue with the Wild is it's just him. Like, Stahl's, Stahl's in Buffalo now. Gone, yeah. Gone. Like, who's going to score on that team? You can't you can't get Dumba, Spurgeon, and Suter to score all your goals because they're, they're defensemen. So. No, they're going to go actually, like, total Nashville. They're going to go, like, so Nashville where, like, they're the demon are, like, three of the top five scorers on that team. Fair enough. Question actually, question about Nashville. Who's the more disappointing team this year? Was it Nashville? Was it Toronto? Or was it Edmonton? Go. The more disappointing finish. I'm gonna say Toronto, but yeah. but I mean, the problem with Toronto is that we always have our expectations so high for them, especially with three of the top 15, 20 players in the league. 
like like Matthews, Tavares, and Laurent, like those guys I would say are top twenty in this league. Players top twenty, players. yeah. Definitely top fifteen in forwards, top twenty players, yeah. Edmonton, we know they ha- don't have defense and real, well, great goaltending. They've been struggling at goaltending for years. They've been struggling at defense for years. Nashville, yeah. Nashville is like, the perfect guy for Nashville would be Lafreniere. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like, they could use, like, an elite goal scorer like that. Um, an injection of, a, like, a superstar elite forward. Give some, they, they, don't, they just, Philip Forsberg's great, but he's not elite. Uh, and I and I actually going back to Toronto. I've been saying this for a bit now. I, I want I want to run this by you. Sure. I would I would think if you're Toronto, would you not look at maybe doing? I know he's a UFA, but would you not looking at trading like Markstrom for Freddie? Like if you're Toronto, would you not trade Freddie for Markstrom? No. I I think not. like I would look I like again. Obviously, that deal is not a one for one. There would have to be some moving pieces as well. I think there's there's another way to go about this. Is that you? I mean, obviously, there's a lot to go through about this. Sign and trade. Sign and trade for Petrangelo. Get rid of Nylander and get rid of Barry. And I know that's that's a big trade and there's a lot going, a lot of moving parts there. But Petrangelo comes and plays in his home province, and it's you know. The Leafs need a right-hand shot defenseman who can log big minutes. Petrangelo's proven Stanley Cup winner. Like, what else can I say? That's he's a fit. He's a fit. If he's not going back to St. Louis, which is too bad, I think he should go back to St. Louis. But if not, send him to Toronto. Trade him for Nylander. The Blues could use another forward, another skill forward. So send Nylander the other way. God, that's a tough one. I, I know that rumor's been going around quite got a you, bit. Got you thinking they're big You do, I mean, thinking. Because I've been thinking, well, I've been trying to think about, like, because obviously, like, MLSC, which is essentially Rogers and, and and Bell, like, they both essentially own the Maple Leafs. Like, they're, sure. like, they're loaded with money. Well, yeah. Like, it's not, like, it's not the actual money that's the problem with Petrangelo. Like, they have no problem paying him 8 by 8 and, like, giving him $64 million gross total, right? Like, there's no issue with that. The issue is um, trying to fit it under the cap, which obviously is a flat cap, yeah, but I don't think the cap was really going to go up that it really was that much of an impact for some people. Right. Like, that, okay, that... So with Petrangelo... I'm going to go back... I'm going to head on to that for another thing. But with Petrangelo... I totally see the Toronto thing. I think it totally makes sense. Um, you have to trade. You'd have to get rid of Nylander. You'd have to get rid of Johansson. There's a few, there's a few guys you could get rid of. There's like in Toronto in terms of like cap space. I don't, I'm gonna have to look at the numbers and crunch them. But there's a lot of moving parts in Toronto. I'm not sure how they're gonna fit everyone under this the, year. The the interesting thing with Toronto too. Is that like there's this like you know I've noticed this in other sports too, but mostly baseball is where I see it. But in hockey, there are just players who are more valuable to your team than anybody. Like like I'll give an example. So you'll like this Victoria native Michael Saunders, former outfielder for the Manners and the Blue Jays. Yes, was never that great of a player. 
was never that no. great, never that great of a hitter, never that great of a defensive outfielder. But he was on the team just because he was more va- he was more valuable to the Mariners because they brought him up through the farm system and he was somebody that's a you know a Canadian, so you get some of the West Coast Canadian fans interested. <laughs> like he was never gonna be a like clean up, you know, fucking three you know three hitter on the team. He was just more sure. valuable to you because you couldn't get rid of him. And then at some and then at some point they just you know DFA'd him. And that's kind of the same with the Maple Leafs, where you have Justin Hall and Travis Dermott. Hall's making two point three million dollars a year. Hall's a more, lot. Hall is making, but Hall is more valuable to you, Kyle Dubas, and the Maple Leafs. And I have a soft spot for Dubas because he wears glasses like myself. But Hall and Dermott are more valuable to Dubas and the Leafs because Dubas won with them in Toronto in the AHL with the Calder Cup. Right. So those guys mean more to Dubit. Like that's the thing is that Dubit yeah. has to kind of take a bit of an ego hit and trade Dermot and Hall to a certain extent. But it's gonna be tough because they're more valuable to you than they are to anybody else. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. But there's also think about what happened in Tampa Bay this year. John Cooper was their AHL coach for years, and then he got brought up to Tampa Bay. And if you look at all the guys that have come that have, that went through with Syracuse Crunch, their AHL team in yeah. uh, upstate New York, like Kalorn, Palat, Kucherov, Point was there for a bit. I think Stankos was in there for a little bit too. I, I want to say JT Miller was, but I could be wrong. Yeah, JT Miller was there. It just the list goes on on Andre Schuster, like all these guys that came up through the system, came up under John Cooper, and then once they came up to Tampa Bay, they you know had that solid core built. I think. That's maybe what Dubis is trying to do in Toronto a little bit as well, is keep that core. Although they're not, you know, these highly touted top end players, they're still important players on on these teams. I think it's really important to know that they they they're huge in teams and they're huge in creating a successful winning environment. And every year, like winning, the, I've talked about it before. Every year, winning the cup, it's about all about getting a perfect storm and about getting the right players that are healthy at the right time with a hot goalie. And you, you can look at the last two years for sure, two or even three years, you've got that in spades. Each each of the last three years, you got, you know, good team mix, hot goalie, like, there's nothing else to it. it that's that's just, that's the formula for winning cups. You kind of got to get lucky, which is shitty, but you and, have to be lucky to be good, so. And the Lightning had the perfect storm. Yes, Thunderstorm. Un, not intended. No, but I think but, the, I think I want to see. Actually, I think it would be pretty badass of Dubis. He wouldn't do it. No team, I think, would. But I think it would be pretty fucking awesome if Dubis just went over the salary cap. Like he knew he could just keep his same team as well. Like have the same team you have now, but you just sign Petrangelo to the contract. Because yeah. you're because right yeah, now. Sign, sign Petrangelo and Hall. See what he does. Yeah, exactly. Like you just do it. Just do it. Like you have like MLSE has the money to do it. Just, just, oh fuck yeah. Just do it, and then you know if Bettman's like, um, you're like 15 million over the cap. It's <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like, well, we're gonna have to find you and take away draft picks. Like you won't. And then, like, <laughs> Bettman does, and, and Toronto goes wins the cup because they had Hall. Like, tell me that wouldn't be worth it in Toronto. If you just went, like, $15 million over, like, you probably have to pay luxury tax, so it's actually, like, $30 million. But pretty much, like, would it not be worth it to just put a $110 million roster out on the ice just to go win the cup? 
Like and and then I think, and, and I then, think we need to ask a Leafs fan here. I weren't neither of us are a true Leafs fan, no, so I think it's something that we need to ask I someone that, with a little more uh caring and appreciation for the Leafs than us. So No, but like okay, the Leafs haven't won a cup like since my mother was born. Like okay. what what like yeah. it's been fifty years in the biggest hockey market. Would it not like if you? I think if you ask Leaf fans, like you lose your next five first round picks, your team gets levied a, a, a fine of like thirty million dollars that obviously the team can pay for one cup. Would you not take that? I feel like I I would take that as a Red Wings fan. But again, the money you're getting in Toronto, I see what you're saying. It's worth it. I just I'm thinking long term for the franchise, like. Who fucking you cares? That, you won a fun. cup. You won a cup. You, that's all that matters. Is it though? But it is. Cup, but, but the repercussions of that are long lasting. Who gives a shit? You won your cup. You have you won your cup. You have a five year grace period, and then fucking you do whatever you want. I think that's the move. I think that's the, if you're the Maple Leafs and you're Dubis, that's the move. You literally like add Petrangelo and Hall because Hall can be on your second line or whatever. Or you can just add... That's your first line, bro. <laughs> no, your first... No, your first line is Marner, Matthews, and Tavares. That's your first line. Oh, bro, come on. And then who's you your, Who's your winger? Who's your left winger, then? Fucking figure, putting... it, figure it out! He, that, it doesn't matter! It doesn't matter! You have the team... Like, three of the top 20 on your first line. You should be able to score and fucking win. But I think if you ask Leaf fans... Actually, you could probably ask most hockey fans. Like, if you... It, it probably means more to the Leafs. But I feel like if the Leafs are like... If Dubas, like, in the offseason, his plan was like, hey, we're going to go, you know, sign Hall and Petrangelo. We're actually going to be $15 million over the cap. But we're also going to have to pay an extra, like, $20 million, uh, 15 or $20 million in, in tax or fines for going over. And you lose, like, three to five of your first next first-round picks. I think Leafs fans are like, yeah, i do that. I, I would they definitely would take it for a cup win, but again, if you do it and you lose and you lose in the second round, then what happens? You're fucked. You're hella fucked. I I love the idea. I love this is hilarious. By the way, this is so funny. Do you know that as a Red Wings fan, I have nothing to look forward to but just Leafs pity? Like that's literally like the second best thing about being a Red Wings. You fan. have Cole Perfetti to look forward to. We I, I don't okay. I have no idea who we're gonna draft. Um, it's we're less than a week away from that. I'm October, yeah, a week, a week tomorrow. Yeah, I, I am guessing. No, I think the drafts in the midweek. I think it drafts on like Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Oh right, it's the sixth and seventh, and then yeah. uh, what's it called? Is the ninth? Yeah, right. Um, I have no idea who we're gonna draft. I don't know what direction we're going in. I want to say it's Drysdale because I think he's the best player at four. Um. I think we know who the top three are. Like we, I think you and I have talked about this before. We know who the top three are. It's pretty much set in stone who the top three in the draft. I, I like not in any particular order, but we know the top three prospects. I think everyone. I mean, the only reason I can see it changing is if Ottawa wants a defenseman in their first pick, and they think Detroit might take that defenseman. If they have a name, if they have a name that they want. They'll take their third. They'll use a third pick for a defenseman, and it won't be Byfield or Stutzel, whoever the Kings don't take. 
Byfield, if Byfield falls to four, the Wings take him. I don't doubt that for a second. But I think they take both if either one of them fall to four. E- even if Lack falls to four, like, I take him, I guess. Like, I guess he'll be okay. I haven't been, you know, thinking about him for the last year or so. No, no. Um, you, you know, so... I, I would think, I would hope... I actually kind of want it to be Drysdale, because I think he's the best player at four, but... I sure hope you're wrong. I know you like him. Oh, I think he'd be a great fit on the Ducks at six. But, again, no guarantee he even gets that far. So, I just, as long as they take a defenseman, I will be, it'll be good. So, you're either going to get Drysdale or Jake Sanderson. Both are pretty good picks. I'd hope so, yeah. I'd I'd hope that, I'd rather have Drysdale, because we have enough left-handed shot defensemen that can move the puck. Uh, We, we, one that's more dynamic than Fowler and... Lindholm, so. Uh, speaking of California sports teams, my L.A. Lakers... Hold on. Uh, Scott, can you carry this for like a few seconds here? Hold on. So, fans, um, Ian's about to talk about his Lakers and how he's a hardcore simp for them. Oh, there we go. We got a hat. Do we have a jersey at all? Where's your LeBron jersey, bro? I, I had to put on the Lakers hat for this. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the L.A. Lakers. Just the LeBron signature there. Lakers up one nothing on Miami. It's this is a Lakers series to lose, is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it um, is. No doubt, but they were they were dominant in this last game one. I watched bits of it, and it just wasn't even close. I said as my little preview or whatever in the other uh, podcast, I said that uh, the Lakers have the two best players in this series. Uh, they have LeBron and AD. They are the two best players. I said the Heat had the next three best players. With Jimmy Butler, Bam, and Tyler Hero, and yeah. and Butler's like yeah, a little banged up, like you said. Um, yeah. Bam is definitely banged up. I de- I think he's doubtful to play tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this at like ten o'clock or whatever Thursday night. Uh, game. What about is Drogic gone? I, he's doubtful too. Right. So they're basically gonna have to lean on two white rookies and Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Um, to beat LeBron and AD. Are the Heat a better three-point shooting team than the Lakers? Because if they are, that's how that's how they're gonna win game two. I said for my yeah, I said Miami. They, there are two ways for Miami to beat the Lakers, and Miami's guards have to be better than the Lakers' guards. Because yeah, I mean KCP has actually been doing all right, and Danny Green's been okay, but not as good as he should be. But, like, Hero and Drogic and Duncan Robinson. Robinson, the other guard, yeah. Yeah, they, they, like, they have to outperform the Lakers guards if they're going to have a shot at winning this. Yeah. I mean, another thing that caught my eye, too, is the amount of free throws the Lakers took. They were at the line so much yesterday, and I think that's another thing, too. If you can, if they can somehow keep them off the line and not give them free points, I think that's a... That'll pay dividends big time. Good luck when you're playing LeBron in the finals. Yeah, and without Bam, I yeah, I don't see that happening. I think they'll be they'll be going to the free throw line a lot, especially se- without that presence in the middle. The second thing I I said Miami could do to beat the Lakers and win this series, get Bam off Anthony Davis. Like I don't know how you figure out. I don't know if you want to do it with screens. I don't know if you want to do it with cuts. I don't know if you just want Bam out of position. I don't know what the move is, but 
pretty much you have to get Bam off Anthony Davis, and now that Bam's injured, like, fucking, just, like, one more hill to climb if you're gonna come back yeah. to the series if you're the Heat. Yeah, um, I mean, we they've they've been resilient throughout a lot, but I think the greatness of the Lakers is just too much to overcome at this point. I, I also do want to say, um, my Miami Heat story, I don't really have a story or a connection with the Heat, uh, but you, you've played NBA Live 2005 with me um, oh, yeah. on, on my GameCube, and I, 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 I like the Heat just because of their logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the logo in their jerseys, even even now, like that, like that was NBA Live 2005 was 15 years ago, and even now I still like their logo. I still like their jerseys. Their vice jerseys, like their pink and blue jerseys, are just in flames. Yeah, those those ones are sick. I think I feel like you're gonna buy one, you're gonna cop one of those Tyler Hero jerseys soon. Dude, I I have the confidence of Tyler Hero and the skill of Kendrick Perkins. Like I have no skill to back up this talent. Like they're like I'm so confident with so little skill. It, it's it's actually it's actually astounding to see the 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 poor ratio that I have. Like I I am yeah. Let's you, you can ball. It's just all you play is you play physical and you play hard ball. I, I no, all I'm, you can do is drive against smaller guys than you. That's all you can do. It's I can shoot every once in a while. Yeah, every every once in a while like, you're. Your top, your top spin three balls that magically bank in for a win. Like, how often does that really happen? I don't know. Once again, ha- I don't know. Maybe? It, it happens. Um, yes, I, I guess so. Hey man, if it works, it works. Right? I am like, I don't want to say like sixties, but I definitely view myself as like a nineties power, like almost a Shaq type, like a very, very, like a poor. Below the poverty line, Shaq is how I kind of view myself um, as as a basketball player. <laughs> Below the poverty line, Shaq. I think that yeah, can, I, yeah. Can you shoot free throws? Are you better than Shaq that way, or what do you think? I need to get a routine. That's my problem. Like I need to actually develop a proper form, and then I can actually um, can actually figure it out. Um, the cool thing though is that. I don't want to talk about all my uh, basketball history because it's a it's a small conversation, so I might be able to get it done by the end of this pod. But I used to be able to just like dominate my brother like in basketball. <laughs> like I I remember the days where I could just like beat him in basketball, and it wasn't even like I just used my size and just absolutely like clobber him in the paint. And but what yeah. changed? He just—I think what it was—is anger. Like he was just tired of losing to his fucking brother, and he just like developed well, yeah, and he got better. And like, oh, I don't want to say overnight, but like in a few years, it's like, bro, I can't. Like this is embarrassing. I can't be here, man. Like this is—I can't. You—you're destroying me. You're shooting over me. You got dribble moves. You—you you got hops. You're reversed. you sound surprised. You sound like he shouldn't have uh, reacted that way. I just like oh. am di- more disappointed that I used to be so good, and now I don't want to blame it all on the anemia. But like, I you know I would sure. I would have gone pro. I mean, with... you two were always so competitive. I just I have this vivid memory. I think we were playing ball hockey in, in your uh, front your front driveway. I think it was, and um, I think. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story. This, this will be pretty funny, actually. So, yes. 
you you and Neil were uh, like a little shootout thing. And I think Neil scored on you some cheap, like dinky ass goal. <laughs> and you were so mad. Your stick, because you were like, you're going down. You, you swung your stick over the crossbar, fucking sn- like snaps it in half. Looks like a Tukarask looking ass. It was pretty funny. I, I'm trying to think of like some. That's really- just how, how competitive you were. It was hilarious. I'm trying to think of like hockey, I was never that good at. Um. Like You're drafted least, though. I, well, I'm drafted, yeah, but I'm like I was, you know, only a few teams really like me. Um, I only <laughs> I only got a few interviews. Um, but we used to play like ball hockey so much in the states, like yeah, just, right, like, like just as like kid, no one else like really was that interested or had hockey sticks, so it was really just Neil and I. But right. but I mean basketball, like I used to be really good, and then Neil dominated. Um, soccer, I was an all star goal like. I think before I moved to Squamish, I maybe lost two like youth soccer games before I moved to Squamish all the time. Not not how many, in, clean, like, how many clean sheets? I don't know how many clean sheets, but like I was I was a keeper for most. I was either uh, you'll love this. I was either a keeper like a really like Dominic Hasek like goalie, or I <laughs> or. Or I was like fucking Mario at forward, and I was just scoring a bunch of goals. And, right. And soccer, I only remember losing like twice in like, like in like four or five years of youth soccer before I moved to Squamish. And right. Th- and then um, that's not including the indoor soccer where we would get like blown out by the the fucking. I don't even know, man. Like, we would just get blown out every fucking time in indoor soccer. Right. I love how you remember that. I remember that. I also remember... What was the other story? There was one game. One game in, in new soccer. I, I'm going to go... This is how boomer I am. I'm telling my flashbacks on a podcast. I remember there was <laughs> one game in youth soccer where... I just fucking, like ball hog and just went around everybody as a forward like i went around i must have went around like eight guys and we were playing on i guess what's like the all-weather fields here but we were basically playing on a baseball diamond that was our soccer field uh yes for this road game and a fucking scored a goal dangled through everybody in youth soccer ball hog my way kind of like the first beast quake run with marshawn lynch against the saints like that's what i did in youth soccer and and, and like every parent was ecstatic and just thrilled with me, and except I, for the parents on the other team, like who the fuck no, is this guy? No, the only person I wouldn't say she wasn't thrilled, but my mother was sitting down. Like everybody was standing cheering, and my mother was just sitting in her lawn chair, like way to go, Ian. Like not really yeah. paying attention. It's like, mom, I just scored this awesome goal. It's like, yeah, you did. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Like, were you paying attention? Yeah, of course, you scored. Like, yeah, I did. It's like me, like, eight years old. I wouldn't know the difference. (laughs) Oh, Uh, boy. Oh, the other story I want to talk about was your birthday party in grade four. When I was the... What? Yes. So you had a birthday party. when This was when I first moved here. Okay. um, This is just... This is how long you and I have been friends. It's been... 10 years. Almost, what, 11, 11, no, 11 years now. Almost 11 years. And so, yeah. I guess it's over 11 years now. Jesus. So your birthday party when I first moved here. Um, oh, boy. I, 
I scored the game winner as the goalie. Okay. I I shot yeah. I shot the I shot the ball or puck whatever we were playing with in your driveway. I shot it the entire length because that's how much of a show off and how much I wanted to impress people when I first moved here. I shot the ball from one end to the other. Scored the game winning goal. Pretty sure I sallied, and I think everybody was just like, "Oh fuck, great!" But I scored the game winner. I'll never forget that. Um, yeah, that's is that the is that the biggest goal of your life? At my nine-year-old birthday party, biggest was that the biggest goal of your life? That's ever? up there. That's definitely top five for <laughs> probably Mount Rushmore. I would think of goals I've scored all time. Um, God, there's that oh, one. Man. I would say that youth soccer goal. Actually, one of my biggest victories of all time. This isn't sports related. So going back to grade three, this was when I was still living in the states. Okay. Um, we had a, a, a sort of a math contest. This seems very bad now, like, thinking about this in ha- hindsight. So, pretty much sure. they would get the kids from, uh, one of the other class. Like, there was three third grade classes or something like that. And they would okay. get one of the kid, and they would get the, uh, the, another class. They would bring it over during, like, when we were doing math. And they would bring the kids over, and we would do, like, the teacher would hold, like, cards, like, reveal a card, and then it would show a math equation, and then whoever got it first got the points. Right. Oh, so, shit. So, pretty much, like, basically, like, the first few rounds, it was just getting everybody warmed up. And then they got to the elimination round. Okay. And the eliminate, like, people are, you know, getting eliminated. Their class is getting eliminated. Our class is getting eliminated. You know, we're shit-talking the other class in third grade, like, how we're going to beat you guys. You guys suck. You guys are yeah. stupid. You don't know numbers. You guys are bad. Like, you're going to fail. And I'd love to see the uh, chirps from kids that are eight years old now versus <laughs> when we were eight years old. And so, it, anyway, it's getting down to it. Like, there's only, like, a few kids left. Like, there's maybe – I can't remember how it works. But basically – there's two there's two kids in our class left and there's okay. one kid no there's three kids left and then there was two in their class so okay and i'm assuming you're one of the kids i'm one of the kids i'm one of the kids left in line remaining classic you know, for our course. class with, with three and so pretty much <laughs> it gets down to the person in front of me eliminates their person sure. so now it's just me one-on-one with this other girl where if I get this math question right, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if I get this question right, I get like, I get to be the champ for our class. And we've been shit talking these kids so much that I, you know, I gotta win this. I gotta win this battle with this kid. They came over to our territory. They're in our house. This is math. I know math. I know numbers. I'm gonna beat this kid and this girl in, in numbers. And. I, I can't remember what the equation was, but it was like two times three equals six. I got it. I said six first. So I won. Our class won. We were victorious. We got, like, I, I don't think we stopped talking about that for weeks. That's probably the biggest dub of my victory, of my life, is getting that math equation right in the third third grade so I could continue shit-talking uh, neighboring classes. Gotta love it. Do you, do you have- so, I find it so funny because... That was in grade three, and you said you were a math guy, and now you just can't stand it. I think it's hilarious. It's not that I can't. I here, 
It's the, the fucking scientific and algebraic math that I just fucking can't get. I get the business stuff. Like, I pulled up this morning, like, at the beginning of this podcast with, like, yeah, the NHL's, you know, fucking bubble was $75 million added by three to make it six months and you get $210 million. Like, you know, the numbers all somewhat make sense. But sure. it, it's the scientific, like, shit like that where it's like, I, no, fuck this. Yeah. No, fair enough. What you got any biggest goals or biggest dubs that you need to uh, get off your chest here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't need. There's not nothing I really need to say. I mean, it's only it's only it's only me who hosts a podcast who just needs to you know <laughs> brag about his life victories. I know the first indoor track meet win in grade nine. That one was pretty memorable. Um, that was definitely probably the biggest victory. I've been a part of one of the biggest victories for sure. Um, the best goal I've ever scored. Oh God. Um, so I think it was, I was like, we played, we're playing Cloverdale. It's my last year of midget. And, um, some, some of the viewers might actually remember this one. Um, this was, it was like November. I think it was like just early in the regular season. Um, there was, it was a little kind of broken ish play. My rookie at the time, First, uh, first year, Austin Ross. Shout out to Austin, guy from Whistler, good guy. Um, drops me the puck, and I'm kind of like at this like at the hash mark type thing on the left side, on the left side of the goalie, and I cut into the middle, kind of have this open lane to kind of sneak it in between the defenseman and the forward, kind of on that strong side. I walk in, walk in. I get so much on this, and I the little you know the little corner between the post and the crossbar yes there was a spot about that big and that's where it went it went in the corner of it right in fucking hell pull, fucking pull the biggest ass sell you've ever done like that to me i it was actually on video too it was pretty funny i, I actually had to ask my coach about that one um but yeah that one was uh yeah pretty memorable for sure and the funniest part i'm just viewers i was never really a big goal scorer i was more of like the checker kind of grinder kind of player and i was the, the, mu- the my, mucker a bit, yeah, a bit of a mucker so um my dad was sitting right behind the net on the offensive side so he he watched he watched that goal and i fucking gino right in the top corner and then he, he comes and asks me after the game he's like who are you like how'd you do that <laughs> just total i just said i can like, totally oh, picture gosh. your dad doing that by the way just walking into the change room afterwards just like who are you <laughs> no, when I came out, but oh. yeah, yeah, I, I was kind of, it was, I was trying to like, oh, you know, just, I just, just shot it and I got a good balance. I don't know. Just, sni- well. just sniper Scotty K here. Bit of, bit of a snipe. Yeah. I just, that one st- always sticks out to me. That goal in Squamish against Cloverdale. It's always, uh, Cloverdale was always, fuck. I always hated playing against them. They're big physical farm boys. And yeah, they were, they were always a heavy team, but we could always skate around them and it was fun that way. So it's basically, yeah, B- fun. basically BC's version of Letterkenny. That's no, clo- that's, that's close. That's Cloverdale. Or is that Chilliwack? That's more, uh, that's more Chilliwack. Yeah. Chilliwack was always pretty, uh, pretty nasty too, but. Did I just say, go, you mentioned, uh, indoor track meet. Um, I want to go back actually to, um, was it fucking field day in, uh, in elementary school? Or, oh, like, yeah, uh, sports, sports day. day, sports day. I was yeah. on the red team every fucking year 
that we, and you guys lost every year we so. lost every year so badly every year like it wasn't even competitive like we like we had like an early lead maybe for like a bit of it and we would just shit for the rest of like and i had to deal with that for years even going you sound the- you sound like dylan larkin on the red wings right now <laughs> and then going, going to indoor track meet, I don't think we won anything. I don't know. Well, oh well. Did we do? Oh god. Anyways, you want to you want to play rugby right now? Good luck. I kind of do. I I just need something to take my anger out on because I'm just. I'm four hours away, dude. You you can you can toss that that rugby ball as far as you want. It might even get here, depending on how angry you are and how far you throw. Don't it. you have a rugby team at UBCO? Uh, yes, we do. Sevens. I, I was going to say, uh, yeah, you're probably not playing right now, but. No, no, so. there is a team. A lot of the varsity sports, they're all practicing, but there aren't any, like, games and stuff. Yeah. So. yeah I think go- the golf team's the only one that's actually, like, in competitions of sorts. It's not, like, it is Canada West, but it's not, like, I don't know, it's, it's weird this year. Uh, so, so, yeah, we talked about the Lightning. We talked about your Blue Jays. <laughs> we talked about basketball. Anything else you need to bring up? What what else? Any other topics on your mind that you want to discuss with the with the with the fans, really? With the fans, I don't know. That was a good pod. That was that was good. Um, shout out to the NHL again for putting on a good bubble. I'm excited for these NBA finals. I hope Miami gives the Lakers at least a shot. I don't think they're gonna win, but I'd like to. You know, I'm happy to see LeBron hopefully win another finals. That would be good. And if he wins. He wins another with the Lakers. I think he's on the same level as Jordan. Hot take. Because the, the fact the fact that Jordan did it six times that that's you know that's definitely worth commendable. But he did it with the same team. LeBron's done it with three different teams. Kind of brought them up and made each team each team was a very different situation and made each team better. I think that was really cool how that was done. Um, if LeBron wins six, then obviously he's on the same level as MJ. But because he's been on three different teams. Um, the fact five, five championships, you put him in the conversation with Bryant, put him with Duncan, put him with MJ, Pippen, like Wilt Chamberlain, if it, Magic, and just all these guys that, you know, you always think of as in the, uh, as you always say, the Mount Rushmore of, uh, NBA legends, I think he, LeBron would be up there for sure. It's a really, fuck, that's a really... You can't argue that. There's nothing, it's, there's no, nothing, there's I was going to say, that's, that's a really, like, especially just how many times also LeBron has been to a finals. Like, that yeah, like that number this is... This is ninth, right? Or is 10th, whatever? 10th, I think. Almost 11th, I think. But, um, but with yeah. that, I, I always think LeBron's... One of LeBron's... I don't know about greatest accomplishments or achievements... But I think it has to be that 2018 team, not the team that won the finals, but the year after when Kyrie left. And, right. and the fact that he that that team was not very good. They were they changed basically the whole roster at the deadline. And they yeah. still and LeBron just fucking carried like I think he's got over ninety percent of the team's points. Yeah. Um That's crazy. Yeah, that 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 I think has to be. Or Lee, he was involved in at least ninety percent. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, that's, a, that's a good stat. So, I, I've always grown up with yeah. Jordan being the goat. I have a really difficult time putting anybody like LeBron's obviously exceptional. 
Kobe's exceptional. I I've always just grown up with Jordan being the goat, and I just have a really tough time saying otherwise. Uh, right. maybe, maybe that's the boomer in me. Uh, maybe it's because I actually watched LeBron and Kobe play. Like you know. Yeah, it's again. It's so hard to say. You know, put LeBron in the nineties, put Jordan in this era right now. Like, how will it differ? You you just don't know. It's so hard to say, and how things would be. I think you you look at each decade. At least there's a clear number one player in each decade, and that's in, that's in my yeah. opinion. And I think that's indisputable. There, I think there's no doubt about it. Like, I'll just go with the last three. MJ was the top player in the nineties. Kobe was the top player in 2010, and LeBron's the top player in 2010s. I think yeah. there's no arguing that. And it's it's really cool seeing that those guys, these guys, these absolute icons that you know stood the test of time and really have been dominant over X amount of years. LeBron's been unreal since he came in the league, really, 2003. Yeah. Just like Michael Jordan, Kobe's been the same way. When he when he was still in the NBA, when he played his twenty his uh, twenty years in the NBA, like just unbelievable talents. Like there's nothing like that in the NHL, which is tough. But again, it's it's such a different sport too, right? It's a, yeah. it's tough to uh, and eras are so different too. That's another thing, right? So Gretzky's great now, but do you think he would put up two thousand eight hundred whatever forty? Oh God, no. no. But I uh, I, I was I think I said this either keep or Rab. I I said like. If McDavid or McKinnon like played thirty years ago, they would be the goats. Like McDavid and fucking McKinnon would just be absolutely bonkers thirty years ago, forty years. Oh, ago. they would they would blow past every single player on the ice. Yeah, even like even like the the fleet foot players like Coffee and some of these defensemen that could fly. Like McDavid is no chance. There's there's no shot McDavid will get caught by them. Yeah. So, uh, my hot yeah. take. That's a good hot take, by the way. I like that one. Uh, my hot take. I'm gonna say, Cowie should trade for Jamie Ben. I'm gonna stick with that. I just, I don't know. I've been thinking about it these last few days. Jamie Ben just feels like someone who should be playing on the Calgary Flames. He just seems like someone who should be going to Cowtown. He could be on a line with Kachuk. He, I think, would look all right. I, I mean, hot take. I don't know if the flame, like the Flames, I think, have below average jerseys, uh, except for the retro yeah. ones. The retro ones are really nice, but like their actual regular sure. ones are kind of, kind of, eh. yeah, yeah, that's fair. But Ben, I think, would be a really good fit with the Calgary Flames. I don't know how they make the money work. I don't know what's traded, yeah. who, who's involved in, in that deal. Um, yeah, that's true. But, you know, that, yep. that that's my yep. hot take. I'm going to end it on that. Right. Uh, I was going to say, shout out Tampa Bay. Their celebration was sick. They're, they're, they're in shit for that, by the way. Oh, are they? Oh, it's total shit. They got in total Uh-oh. shit from Batman in the league. Because uh, wow. pa- people were drinking out of the cup. Uh, Patty Maroon pissed himself, which, I mean, any grown man has had that happen to him before, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they were in trouble. I thought that was... I didn't think they were, like... I mean, they were public drinking. Oh, no. They're, they're, in, they're in some... They're, don't be surprised. Deep, deep don't be surprised. You think... Like suspensions, like draft pick losses. No, I was gonna say fines, heavy fines. Fines, wow. Is it because they broke state laws, or because they tarnished the name, the brand of the NHL? Do you think they tarnished the brand? I. I don't tar- know. T- tar- I... No, here's the thing: tarnishing a brand is such a subjective thing. Because I think this is fucking yeah. great. 
I think it's entertaining. You get the fans. Oh, it's hilarious. I think it's like, it's, it's awesome. Like with the NHL needs more of that. Oh yeah. No, this is like the no fun league. Pretty much is the NHL. Like when the Capitals won a few years ago and Ovi was fucking doing handstand out of the cup. Like, did they, you get anything for that? Yeah, they got in shit for that too. Like they they had to really? change, they had to change some rules from that as well. I can't. I don't. I don't have it in front of me, and I can't remember what all the rules were. But a bit like essentially, they had to make changes because you know, right? Like the, you said, they tarnished the rules of the cup or the, the the legacy or whatever bullshit. But yeah, I don't think it's with the Stanley Cup. I think I think it's more regarding like the NHL and the like the face and kind of like the identity of. The league, the shield. I think that's part of it. Sorry, the shield, the logo of the NHL. Yeah, I think I, I get it, but they just won arguably the hardest tournament to win in sports. Like, let them have some fun. They haven't been in front of their fans all like all summer long. Like, give them, give the fans what they want. That was how how they did it. Again, it wasn't perfectly socially distant, but at least they put in the effort. They tried to make it that way. Like, good for them. Shout out to Tampa Bay and the NHL. See that but. I'm just saying they they won a cup. I would. I, I was th- also I was thinking about this. I know this is a whole other discussion. I was thinking about like, like would I take like I would get COVID for a World Series championship for my Seattle Manners. I think I would get COVID if it meant the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Probably a Stanley Cup. I get COVID twice if ever, like forever to win the Memorial Cup. Um, right. But, but I mean, that's everyone. That's everyone's own decision. The, oh, I don't know. I I know, right? Like, but but it's just like it goes back to like fucking, fucking. Just let them do like, let let the players express themselves. Yeah, that's part of the issue with the NHL is that they don't they allow don't, that. As, they don't know how to mark. Anyways, quick quick last note. Yeah. Kevin Bieksa should be on Hawking in Canada. For the rest of his life. Shout out Kevin Bieksa. Shout out. He, he, he yeah, did a really good postseason. Yes. He made the Hawking in Canada segments entertaining as hell. Um, and shout out, I, I don't know, Alex Ovechkin on the cover of NHL 21. The documentary of him is really good. If you haven't watched yeah. it, check it out, please. It's a good one. Um, yeah. Shout out Ovi. Shout out Kevin Bieksa. All right. Cool. That's a, that's a good pod. Thanks, Scott. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we do have some more shirts coming. We do have some more content coming. Um, happy October. Happy Happy Spooky Season, because now we're gonna see that in every fucking girl's IG caption. It's like it's Spooky Season, and then there's a pumpkin or like a fucking ghost or something next to it as well. Are you included in that uh, stereotype, there, big man? I haven't said anything. I haven't captioned anything Spooky Season. I'm not that basic. I mean, I do like Starbucks, don't get me wrong, but I'm not that basic. Uh, that's the pod, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, Scott. And we've got more stuff coming. Appreciate it. Peace out.